Welcome to Rhema for Today Radio. Jesus did not say, go into all the world and prove to people there's a God. Jesus did not say, go into all the world and prove to people the Bible so. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The good news that Jesus came and died and rose from the dead and ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father and the eternal life and redemption, the new birth belongs to every man and every woman in this world. And it belongs to you. Welcome to Rama for Today. Kenneth E. Hagan continues his teaching on ABCs of Bible Faith. Find out more next on Rama for Today Radio. Also, later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagan for today's message. My wife and I were at meetings in January of 1956 in Pomona, California, in the first Foursquare Church, where at that time, Dr. Guy P. Duffield was pastor. And, and so Dr. Duffield said to me, we were there for the whole month of January, that is four weeks, that practically covered the whole month, four weeks of January of 1956. And so one morning after the morning service, uh, because I taught in the morning at 10 o'clock and then the night services, and Dr. Duffield said to me, he said, Brother Egan, there's a little fellow here that wants to talk to you. Now, you see, I rushed right out of the service because at that time, particular time, Ken and Pat were traveling with us and they were in high school and they were taking their high school course by correspondence from the University of Oklahoma. And it was a very stringent uh, course. I had checked up on others and asked other other uh, educators, and they said, well, this is the most stringent one there is, but it's the best one there is. It, it, it will, if you graduate uh, by taking it, you'll, you're accepted by any institute of learning in the world. That's not so with just every course. And so I had to sign an affidavit, you know, that I would conduct it in a certain way. And so I had those morning services, and then I rushed home from the morning service. We had a large trailer, 43-foot Spartan Imperial Mansion that was built here in Tulsa. You see it's old Spartan factory over here. And, uh, and uh, so I rushed home. My wife would have our noon meal. We'd eat one main meal in the middle of the day. She'd have it on the table the time I got there, around noon. And then the moment that we got through eating, while well, we pushed the dishes back, she cleaned up the dishes in the kitchen, and, and we sat there, or I sat there with the kids, and, uh, you know, for two or three hours every single day. And then you've got to start getting ready for that night service. Well, it's too much. You'd meet yourself coming back. I met a fellow come back one day and said, who's that? Well, that's me. I'll declare. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you met yourself coming back. You know what I mean by that expression? And so one year cured us. But nonetheless, I've said that to you so you know why that I rushed right out of the morning service. And in the nighttime, after ministering, laying hands on people, the anointing is upon you. Some way or another, it settles down in your legs and you can't hardly stand up and so you get away then from the crowd. And so, uh, Dr. Duffield said, this little fellow wants to talk to you. And he said, I, I believe you can help. And I wouldn't ask because I know how busy you are and I know, there, you know that the noon meal's on the table waiting for you, but I believe you can help him. And he went on to explain that this fellow had come to his office before the meeting had ever started and that he was 72 years of age and that he was an agnostic. Now, not an infidel or an atheist, an agnostic. You see, the atheist says there is no God. The agnostic said, well, there may be a God, but if there is, I don't know it. And so he said, I talked to him and actually prayed with him and thought I got him saved, but evidently I didn't, and he wants to talk to you. 
And so I said, well, all right, I'll take time with the fellow. And then he went on to explain, 72 years of age, and he's had a serious heart attack. And the heart specialist gives him no chance at all to live. He could just fall dead any minute, you see. And so I took a few moments and, and, and Dr. Duffield got, went back to get the fellow and bring him up and introduced him to me and went on his way. And, and the little fellow right at first was very calm and, and you know, and he said, uh, Brother Hagin, maybe you could help me. You know, he said, I, I, I'm not an atheist. I, I don't say that there isn't a God, uh, but I said, if there is one, I don't know it. But he said, and he went on to explain to me again that he's 72, that he'd had this heart attack, that the heart specialist said he could fall dead any minute, nothing he could do, he had to die, and gave him just yet the very most, you know, a little while to live. And so he said, uh, if, if, if there is a God, and if the Bible is so, and if there is a heaven, you know, I want to go there. And if there is a hell, which I don't believe there is one, but if there is one, I don't want to go there. And if there is a heaven, which I don't believe there is one, I, I want to go there. And if there is a God, which I don't believe there is one, uh, well, well, I'm going to get acquainted with him. And, and if the Bible is true, and if you can prove to me that there's a God, and if you can prove to me that the Bible's true in the Word of God, then I could be saved, and if there's a heaven, I could go there, and if there's a hell, I could miss it. And if there is a heaven, and I don't go there, and if there is a hell, and I, I go there, uh, and, and you don't prove to me there's a God, then you're to blame for me going to hell. <laughs> and he just got to ranting and raving. I, I remembered his heart attack, and I thought, dear God, he may have another one right now. <laughs> because that little old fellow was a jumping up and down, and just, just a waving his arms, and, and just the further he went, the louder he got, and, 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 you know, and, and so I just finally stopped and said, wait a minute. And he just kept blabbing, just kept going on. I said, shut up! And he just kept going on. I said, I command you to hush in the name of Jesus. So he stopped and looked at me. I said, now, first of all, Jesus did not say, go into all the world and prove to people there's a God. Jesus did not say, go into all the world and prove to people the Bible so. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. The good news that Jesus came and died and rose from the dead and ascended on high and sat down at the right hand of the Father and the eternal life and redemption, the new birth belongs to every man and every woman in this world and it belongs to you. Now I said, I'm very busy. The pastor told you and my wife's waiting and the food's on the table right now because I'm prone many times, as you well know, to preach overtime. <laughs> and, and, and they're waiting on me and dinner's getting cold and I said, besides that, you couldn't be saved anyhow. Because the Bible said in Hebrews 11, 2, or 11, 6, but without faith it's impossible to please him. And he that cometh unto God must believe he is. You don't believe he is, so you couldn't come to him anyway. Goodbye. Turned around walked out a side door. And as I went out that side door of the church, I looked back at this little fellow. He's standing there bewildered, and he shook his fist at me. <laughs> and stuck his tongue out. Well, I went my way. I got in my truck. See, I had a, I had a Chevrolet, three, four ton Chevrolet truck I pulled that trailer with. And so I went home. I'd drive it in the morning time, keep the battery built up in the night time. We had 98 Oldsmobile family car. We'd go to church at night in that with the family. 
And so I got home, had the meal, thought more and more about it. About two days later, two or three days later, Dr. Duffield came back to me and said, Brother Egan, that little fella is back and he wants to talk to you. Now, he said, I, I, I know, you know, I, I wouldn't ask you. I'll be honest with you. But, but I believe he, he, he seemed like he's mellowed and his attitude has changed. And he said, uh, and I said, all right, I, I'll, I'll do it. So, so he came. And right at first he did. He seemed like he had humbled down. He's, he's very quiet, and, you know. But he got to talking and, and it seemed like he got anointed with the wrong spirit. And he just got lit up and got to yelling and to hollering, if I go to hell, you're to blame for it. If there is a hell, I don't believe there's one. And if I miss heaven, if there is one, I don't believe there's one, you're going to be to blame for it. Because you haven't proven to me that there's a Bible, that the Bible's true. And you haven't proven to me that there's a God. Now, if you can prove to me the Bible is the word of God and that there is a God, then I could be saved. And if there is a heaven, I could go there. And if there is a hell, I could miss it. And on and on he went. And I just, just stopped him again commanded him to shut up in the name of Jesus. Had to. Ask him a time or two nicely to shut up and he wouldn't do it. So I just commanded him in Jesus' name, shut up! Had to get loud because he's got loud. And he shut up. And I said to him again, I said, you know, the, the, our, our noon meal, we eat our main meal in the day. It, my wife's wondering where I am right now because I've run over again. In my preaching, it's past 12 o'clock. And, and, and then I took up the offering. See, and I ought to be there. She's wondering right now. The meals are getting cold. I don't have time to argue and fuss with you whether there is a God or not. I don't have time to debate with you and argue and fuss about the matter whether the Bible's the word of God or not. God did not tell me to go into all the world and argue and fuss and debate with people whether there is a God or whether there isn't one. He didn't tell me to go into all the world and argue and fuss with people and debate with people whether, whether the Bible is the word of God and whether it's true or not. He just said, go preach the gospel. Just go tell them the good news. And he that believeth, see, there's going to be some of them believing. And his baptized shall be saved. And he that believeth not, there's some of them that's not going to believe, are going to be damned, he said. And then I said to him again, besides that, you couldn't be saved anyway. I said, Hebrews 11:6 says, he that cometh unto God must believe that he is. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. And he that cometh unto God must believe he is. Well, you don't believe God is. You don't believe there is a God. You don't believe God is. So you couldn't come to him anyhow. Goodbye, I'll see you. And I went out that side door, got in my truck, went home. But as I walked down the side of that church to get to the, my car, my heart went out to that little fellow. 72 years old. Severe heart condition. The heart specialist is, has given up on him. He could fall dead any minute. And, and, and if he falls dead any minute, he doesn't know God. He's going to hell. There is a hell. I know that. And so I said, dear Lord, with tears I said it. Dear Lord, the word of God said faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. At least I did give him one scripture. I gave him Hebrews eleven six. Without faith it's impossible to please him. He that cometh unto God must believe that he is. Take that verse, dear Lord, I said, and open his heart. I ask you in Jesus' name that when he sleeps, he'll dream about Hebrews eleven six. He that cometh unto God must believe he is. I ask you that if he wakes up in the nighttime, that Hebrews eleven six will be standing at the foot of the bed, staring him in the face. 
I ask you that in the daytime as he walks around, that Hebrews 11, 6 will just turn round on the inside of him. You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. You can find more resources, including the message you're going to hear today. Visit us today at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. We're starting out the new year with a remarkable package that will bless you throughout the year. The All Study Course Package. This package includes four of Kenneth E. Hagen's books, the Bible Faith Study Course, the Bible Prayer Study Course, the Holy Spirit and His Gifts, and also the Bible Healing Study Course. All this for a discounted price of $45.40. That's almost $20 off the retail price. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. You can also order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Rhema.org. Or if you prefer to write to Kenneth Hagen Ministries, our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. We always love to hear from our listeners, so write in or email us today and become a part of Rama for Today. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. We are going to Florida. That's right. Where it is warm. It's supposed to be anyway. It's supposed to be warm. It better be warm. Yeah, it better. Uh, January the 24th through the 26th, we're going to be in St. Augustine, Florida. They're at Anchor Faith Church. Church. Pastors Earl and Marcy Glisson. And then we're going to go on down to Naples that same week, January the 27th through the 29th. That's Wednesday through Friday. That's right. We're going to be at New Hope Ministries, Pastors Grant and Susan Thigpen. So we're going to have an awesome time there in Florida. Sometime. Hey, come on down and be with us. Tomorrow, more from Kenneth E. Hagan on ABCs of Bible Faith. If you'd like, you can visit our online bookstore at rhema.org for other life-changing resources. Thanks for listening. That's next time on Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.